This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Every turkey hunter needs the same gear, right? Well, not even close. And on this episode, I'm going to talk about how you can optimize your gear to your turkey hunting style. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and today I want to talk about how you can optimize your gear to your turkey hunting style. You see, not all turkey hunters are created equal. Not all styles require the same gear. And contrary to what some brands might lead you to believe, not every turkey hunter needs all the same stuff. In fact, it should be super obvious for turkey hunting especially that there is a wide variety of gear and types of gear that all different kinds of turkey hunters could use, could need, or could have use for at different times. And it all comes down to how you hunt and what you need. There is no one size fits all. There is no one turkey hunting gear lineup that's perfect for everybody because turkey hunting has a variety of different hunting styles and a variety of core hunting styles. See, deer hunting doesn't have a variety of core hunting styles. Pretty much deer hunting gear is built for hunters that sit still all day and need to be warm without moving. If you're looking at still hunting, that is a much smaller percentage of the population, and they're probably going to try to sell you elk hunting gear for doing something like that. Same thing with waterfowl hunting. Pretty much all waterfowl hunting gear is built around sitting there, probably in the rain all day and not really moving, and then getting up and getting ducks out of the water. And so everything's built around that. The walking duck hunter... That's kind of like an afterthought. That's that's a distant second. Now with deer or with turkey hunting, excuse me, 
there is no clear and obvious uh, number one. All right, turkey hunters hunt all different kinds of ways. You've got turkey hunters that hunt just like deer hunters. They're going to sit against a tree or in a blind all day, not move, and then get up and leave. You've got turkey hunters that are going to run and gun. That's the number one way they hunt. They're not going to sit more than 20 or 30 minutes at any given time before they're up and moving on to the next place. And even then, they might only stop, not even sit down, just stop for 5 to 10 minutes every few hundred yards at most. And they're, they're completely on their feet unless they hear a gobble and a bird starts coming in. And then you've got turkey hunters that are going to just, they're going to sit and then they're going to move a lot and then they're going to sit some and then they're going to move a lot. And there's just all different varieties. You got some turkey hunters, they're literally going to climb mountains all day, just cover heavy terrain, sort of like elk hunting. And they're just going to go, go, go until they're able to locate some birds. If they do sit still, it's only going to be brief and only if they think that they've got a gobbler coming in. So you've got a variety of styles and that's not all of them. And no one set of gear or no one line of gear is going to be perfect for every hunter. And it's not just a matter of adding or removing a couple more layers. Of course, that is the simplest solution to any gear situation. What do you do? Add more layers or remove layers? Yeah, of course you're going to do some of that, but what are those layers made out of? What are you going to get and use in order to facilitate your style? Now, the one nice thing about turkey hunting is it's rarely done in pouring rain. And if it is, it's probably in a blind. There's just not a lot of sitting in the rain because birds don't tend to move a whole lot when there's pouring rain. Now, light rain's another story, but again, not a lot of turkey hunters hunt in the rain, period. So there's not a significant rain gear need, which is nice because the rain gear adds a significant level of cost and complexity. So if you just make the decision and say, you know what, for now... I am not going to worry about rain gear. I am not going to worry about hunting in the rain. I'm just not going to do that for the time being. You can save a lot of money and you can focus your gear on other areas. And of course, you can always buy more stuff down the road, right? I mean, just because you decide, all right, here's how I'm going to prioritize for today doesn't mean you're never going to think about that. doesn't mean you're never going to try that. It just means, what do I need now? And then maybe that is next season or a couple seasons down the road. And maybe you decide, hey, you don't like being out in the rain anyway. You don't want to have to wash your shot or clean your shotgun every time you go hunting. Um, you know, so you're you're maybe you are just not a rain gear turkey hunter to begin with, but you got to start somewhere. So you got to optimize your gear to your style. You have to find and assemble gear that does what you need it to do for the way that you hunt. So let's start first with this the sitting hunter, the one that doesn't move all day. Well, for that hunter can basically use deer hunting gear. You, you can have big, heavy layers, insulated. You almost can't wear too much, right? Because you're just going to sit there. And that's all you're going to do. And so basically, whatever will keep you warm... Because if you're not moving, you're not generating body heat, so the gear's got to keep you warm. Whatever you can wear to keep you warm, that's what you want to use. 
but also it's gotta be quiet. All right, because you are gonna have to move occasionally. You're gonna have to move your arms. You're gonna have to call. You're gonna have to shift and adjust to use your shotgun. And people think, well, I don't need gear that's quiet if I'm just gonna sit all day because I'm not gonna move. Well, that's when you need the gear to be quiet. When the turkey's 30, 40 yards out and you need to shift and turn, and when their head goes behind a tree so that you can put your gun where they're gonna pop out, that's when stealth matters the most. It's not when you're walking around calling, trying to strike up a bird two, 300 yards away. It's when they're right there and they can hear the sounds that you make shuffling or trying to shift into position. So that really does matter. That makes a significant difference. You've got to be able to move quietly, to shift and turn and move your arms and move your shotgun and move your calls. You cannot just wear, you know, straight noisy nylon exterior gear. You're just going to make too much noise doing everything. If a bird does get close enough to shoot, you're going to spook them before you're able to put a gun on them. And so you got to think warm and you got to think quiet. Now, a lot of deer hunting gear is made for just that. A lot of it is. So you might want a heavy parka. You might want some heavy bibs. You need some kind of boots that'll keep your feet warm. But camo really matters. So you need a good spring pattern or all season camo. Now, people... They, they get bent out of shape with their camo patterns and this camo pattern's only for that and this camo pattern's only for that and this is a this kind of camo and you know there's companies and they invest big money into making their camo patterns and you know you can only use a certain camo pattern to do a certain thing and people just go off the deep end with that and and they just totally you know they just armchair quarterbacking themselves to the point where you can't even listen to them anymore. Now, camo, turkeys don't know that much about camo. We know more about it than they do. They're not reading the latest articles and magazines, and they're not reading all the marketing on the hunting gear, producing websites. They don't know all that stuff. All they know is, do you look like a person or not? And so when it comes to camo, there's two ditches. There is the ditch that... You know, it's got to be the right camo pattern for that particular pursuit. And then you've got the ditch on the other side of the road that, you know, camo is camo. And it all it's all the same. None of it matters. Or you don't even need camo. And the truth is, you know, 50 years ago, pretty much nobody had any camo. And people were killing turkeys wearing black and brown and whatever they could that resembled camo. And it worked for them. And you can do that. You don't have to have special high dollar camouflage patterns. You don't have to have this kind of specialized gear. If you're wearing earth tones and you can get into the shadows, and that's a big one. If you can hunt from the shadows and you're wearing dark earth tones, that can do the job just fine. However, most hunting gear today is not sold in dark earth tones. It's sold in camo. And so... If you're going to buy hunting gear, you're going to have to pick camo patterns. And not all camo patterns are the same. You know, prime example, you got your, your real tree camo pattern, which I think is the best all-around camo pattern. 
Is it the best for everything? Nothing is the best for everything, but I think it's the best average all-around camo pattern that'll do the most things. But that real tree camo is very different than like a uh, you know a a reedy you know waterfowl sort of yellowy you know dead grass kind of camo pattern. Um, that's going to be a lot more yellow, a lot brighter tones. And that camo is not going to work great in the springtime when everything is just popping green. Whereas the real tree camo is probably a little too green for hiding in the reeds and in the marshes and in December when everything is, is yellow and gray and different shades of tan. And so there are differences, right? You, you want to you make sure that whatever camo pattern you're using, and this is across the board for all the different turkey hunting styles, you want to make sure that whatever camo pattern you personally are using, that it makes sense for the season that you're in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So you don't need some kind of perfect camo pattern. You just need a sensible camo pattern. Something that doesn't look out of place for where you're hunting and how you're hunting. If everything is green and you're using a, a Rocky Mountain camo that is, you know, very yellow and tan and bolder colored, you might get away with it, but it's not ideal. All right. And here's the thing. Not all of your layers have to be camo. Just the outside one. Just whatever the outermost layer is. You know, a lot of people, they want camo base layers. And they want camo hoodie. And, they, and then they want a, you know, camo jacket. Then they want their camo coat to go over top of it. So, you, not everything needs to be camo. It does not. You know, how often are you going to wear a base layer by itself out in the woods? You know, just walking around in long underwear. There's no reason for all these layers to be camo. The only layers that should be camo are the ones that are going to be worn as an exterior layer and the only one the turkeys are going to see. So you don't need to try to find, you know, an entire set of camo for every different season. You probably just need one or two exterior layers. Then that'll do you for everything that you hunt in your part of the country. True story. And there are some camo layers, like I said, that are good all-purpose. Like the Realtree pattern is a good one. There are some that, you know, some of the big brands make, like Cabela's and First Light, that are good. They, they have a, they've got some good all-purpose patterns. They're going to work for just about everything. 
Now, could you have a better pattern for hunting something? Yeah, maybe, but it's just not realistic. It's not realistic to spend all this money on quality gear and then have two or three different versions of everything in different camo patterns. And you're talking about turkey hunting. It's really specific. You're in the springtime. This is the kind of thing where, you know, any regular camo pattern is going to work as long as it's not like specialized to waterfowl or specialized to mountain hunting or something or, you know, white camo for hunting in the winter. Obviously, that's not going to be great. But another thing you can do is like I've got some really good base layers. I'm not even going to tell you what they cost. And I've got some really good mid-layers that my wife picked up for me you know, at a, at a thrift store for basically nothing, though somebody paid a lot of money for them new. And then oftentimes, I'll have my really expensive base layers and my really high-quality mid-layer, and I'll throw on a $20 jacket and go turkey hunting. Because none of those layers are great for turkey hunting. <clears throat> you know, my base layers are gray, and then my nice mid-layer is a really reedy, waterfowl, late-season sort of pattern. And so I put those on, and I'll just throw a $20 jacket over top that I got at Ollie's. Good stuff, cheap. And hey, that's a great pattern for just regular regular camo pattern. Works great for spring turkey season. So you don't have to invest all this money in specialized gear. You can You can get away with a lot of stuff when it comes to turkey hunting. And so you just want camo that makes sense, all right? It doesn't have to be special turkey pattern. It just needs to make sense for your area. It needs to look something like the woods that you plan to hunt in. And camo matters with turkey hunting maybe more than any other kind of hunting, all right? I I really think it does. I think... I would be more concerned with wearing camo to hunt turkeys than anything else. More than deer, more than ducks, more than, of course, pheasants doesn't even matter. Um, you know, just, I think it's the single most important thing. Maybe not crows. Crows are really have a good eye, but that's, that's a whole nother subject right there. When you're hunting turkeys, you want to have camo on everything, right? Camo on your head, camo on your hands. You don't want anything that's going to stick out and give you away. Now, that doesn't have to be expensive camo. I'm usually using a set of $10 gloves that I picked up at a some big box store years ago. I've got a $10 meshy face mask that I got from Walmart. It just goes right over your head, and it's got a slick for your eyes. And... Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. You can wear stuff under that. You can wear stuff over that. But boom, takes care of your head, takes care of your hands, and then jacket and pants, and you're in good shape as long as the camo makes some sense. Now, there you go. I've said way too much about camo, more than needs to be said, but you got to have camo for turkey hunting. So say you are using a sort of a deer hunting setup. That's probably going to be just perfect. Most deer hunting camos are going to work just perfect for hunting turkeys. It's going to be just fine. And so whatever you might use for deer hunting, whatever the warmest, heaviest layers that you can get to match against whatever you're going to be doing, and then, you know, that's that's the easiest and the hardest gear to, ha to assemble. It's the easiest 
because you know it only needs to do one thing and you can't wear too much of it and it's the hardest because you got to be able to stay warm and you, you don't really have options to get up and warm up and so unlike other kinds of turkey hunting that we're going to talk about momentarily you know if you get cold <clears throat> you just gotta you just gotta tough it out there aren't any options there because you're the way that you're hunting you're assuming the turkeys could be anywhere around you they could be coming in stealthily they could be coming in at any time whether they gobble or not you've identified this is a good spot that's a good tree that's a good blind there's turkeys in this area and you don't want to do anything that could spook those turkeys maybe it's a small property maybe you're just hunting on a couple of acres and this is your spot and you just need to work it and so you need to not move you need to not get up you need to not go walk around and so sitting as still as you can as concealed as you can without moving is the ideal strategy for you or that's what you've decided is your preferred strategy and so heavy gear whatever it takes to keep you warm and of course in the spring those temperatures can vary drastically depending on what part of the country you are and just what day it is you know for us we could have frost we could have snow may 1st we don't often but we could whereas it could also be 70. you know there's just huge fluctuation of what can be happening on those days so the deer hunting style of gear you just more and heavy and whatever it takes number two you got running and gunning all right for running and gunning you have got to have gear you can move in and cover ground and you cannot wear deer hunting gear all right you're going to need to be able to cover a lot of ground you're going to have to be going miles and the more you wear the heavier the gear the the tighter it is then the more difficult it's going to be to cover ground and it's going to wear you out more so you want to have minimal gear for that style of hunting especially if you pretty much never stop and sit down so you want to be able to go for miles you want to be able to cover ground in and out zigzagging whatever the case may be you got to have camo but what you need there is you need some quality base layers that are going to wick moisture they're going to keep you dry it's not so much about keeping you warm if you stay dry you'll be warm because you're moving because you're up and at them so this is where i would focus more on the base layers than the outer layers you know if you had a nice quality base layer merino wool or a good synthetic something that is gonna keep you comfortable keep you from chafing keep you from overheating gonna keep you dry that's what you need there whatever you put on the outside you just need to be camo because you're not gonna get cold you don't have to you don't have to fight with that so much and you just got to keep moving you got to keep going and you got to keep going without wearing out the other main style of hunting which is the hybrid this is the harder one all right because you need to you need gear that's gonna keep you warm when you sit still but it's also going to let you move it's going to let you cover ground it's going to let you you know get up and go for a while but before you you sit down and and settle into another spot maybe you cover two or three spots in a day you might sit in each one for a couple hours but they could be miles apart so you need some kind of hybrid style of gear all right you need stuff that's going to let you move 
You need the best of both worlds. And that's hard to do. It really is, and it's hard to do cheap. So one of the the, the, the obvious answers is, well, carry extra layers with you. Uh, what some people do is they'll get a like a down-packable jacket or something that they'll keep in their backpack or in their, in their vest or whatever. And so if they're moving, if they're then going to sit for a couple hours and it's cold, they can just throw that down shirt on and boom, you know, that can add a lot of warmth, that can help a lot. And then you just dress outside of that for being able to move comfortably. Um, you got to have, though, some options. You got to have some flexibility in your gear. Some things you can do simple hand warmers. You know, bring those with you. So you're wearing lighter gloves, and if you get cold, you grab hand warmers. Other things that you can do um, is have, you know, zippable layers, things you can open, things you can, you can, you know, open on your legs or just zip down on the front there in order to vent heat when you're up and moving. However, what's tough about turkey hunting is even when you're moving, you're still hunting. There's no real downtime. You're listening, you're watching, you're looking. Any moment could be the moment where you settle into a tree and wait for a bird. So you gotta, that's maybe one situation where, all right, it's good to have camo layers on underneath because you zip down your coat and now you're walking, you know, you might not be able to zip it back up again before your next setup. So you want to be able to have some flexibility there. Taking layers off and carrying them though is tough. That's a hard one to do when you're hunting like that. So you need some sort of mid-in-between style of gear. Now, the good news is, is if you get cold, you can just get up and move, right? You're, you're, you've got flexibility in your hunting style and in your tactics. You can just move more. So you can't wear, you know, a five-pound parka, but at the same time, you know, you can't wear just a windbreaker. You got to have something more substantive. But then if you get cold enough, you can just get up and move on to another spot and warm up along the way. Now that's clothing. What about footwear? Well, that's important, um, especially if you're on the move. You got to have something that's going to let you move freely, quickly, easily, but that's not going to get wet or that's not going to just freeze up the minute you stop walking. So I like to wear some uh, waterproof hiking boots if I'm going to be moving. I've got some nice Carhartt hiking slash work boots. They're, they're on both sort of sections. They give you a ton of ankle support. You could climb anything. Anything I've ever seen, I can climb in these boots, but they're not too heavy. Uh, they'll let me cover a lot of ground. They are waterproof, so they're, it's, they're, they're not going to take on water easily. I'm not going to be wading through streams, though. They're not like knee boots. They're, they're just like a low-cut hiking-slash-work boot, steel-toe kind of a thing. And so, you know, those work good for me in like a hybrid situation. If it's cold, though, you know, I would really probably rather wear like some muck boots. Something that's going to be completely waterproof, that's going to keep my feet warmer, that I can wade through streams and things in. So I've got more flexibility. If it's windy, if it's cold, whatever, then I can I can sit or I can move. 
And of course, you know, those style of boots doesn't have to be that brand, but that style of boots, they have all different levels of insulation. Some are totally uninsulated. Some are insulated for Arctic conditions. So whatever's best for you, you can, you can sort of pursue that. Other things that really do matter and make a difference is what are you going to sit on? All right, that's a big piece of your gear. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What are you going to sit on? So I'm a big fan of a turkey vest. I like vests. Um, I think that they, they are a good tool for the turkey hunter. However, I don't always wear a vest. It depends on how I'm hunting. So if I'm going to be moving from spot to spot, I'm going to be running and gunning, or I'm going to I'm going to move and I'm going to look for a spot, I'm going to sit up there for a while, then get up, go somewhere else, sit up there for a while. I really like a turkey vest cuz I want one that's got a seat that I can just fold down from the back that's easy to maneuver, that I can easily and quietly just sit down anywhere on something that is padded, waterproof, and somewhat insulating. And to me, that is a fantastic option for any kind of mobile turkey hunting. Now, if I'm going to hunt stationary, if I'm going to hunt out of a blind, or if I'm going to sit against a tree all day, I probably am not going to wear a vest. I'll probably bring a backpack and sit on a a heavier cushion, or if I'm in a blind, I'm going to sit on a chair. And so, um, you know, the vest has pros and cons. There's times where it's the best tool for me. There's times where it's not the best tool, but it depends on how you hunt. You know, if you're going to just hunt from a blind or from a tree and you're not going to, when I say from a tree, I mean leaning against the tree. I don't mean from a tree stand. Hopefully you guys aren't going that direction with it. But if you're just going to lean up against the tree or hunt from a blind, you don't really need a turkey vest. You know, a little backpack or a duffel bag or a chair or a cushion or a bucket, you know, that can be a fine option depending on what you're doing and how you're going to hunt. Not everybody has any use for a vest. Likewise, I don't know what I would do running and gunning without a vest because then you got to just sit down. Usually the ground's wet. Usually you can't find a comfy spot quickly. Usually, by the time you sit down the first time, your rear end is going to be cold and wet for the rest of the day. Usually, it's not comfortable and you can't sit there very long. And so, a turkey vest for me just fixes all that. I've got a nice turkey chair from that I got from Amazon for like 40 bucks. Really nice chair and super duper comfy. You could sit in it for hours, but it weighs like 10 pounds, 8 pounds, something like that. It's heavy, it's bulky. You don't want to carry that through the woods. You don't want to carry that for miles. You don't want that on your back all day. And so if you're running and gunning, I'm like, I can't. This is just, it just weighed me down. It's just too much weight and bulk. It's not quiet to carry around. It's not quiet to set up. It's good if you're going to lean against the tree all day, if you're going to sit in one spot all day. Um, 
But if you're going to be moving all day, I mean, I almost never hunt with that chair anymore. Because if I'm going to be sitting in one spot all day, I'm probably going to be in a blind. Just because if I've already, if I've identified that that spot on that property is the perfect spot, I'm probably just going to put a blind up and then I have more better cover and that gives me some advantages. And so I don't use that awesome turkey chair very much anymore. You know, it's just, it's just, there's not a lot of scenarios where it's the perfect tool for me. But for you, something like that could be the perfect tool. Now, let's talk about shotguns just for just for a minute. Do you need to have a camouflage turkey shotgun? No, you do not. You do not. Most of the turkeys I have shot, I did not have a camouflage turkey shotgun. Um, you probably don't want a shotgun that has a chrome silver barrel that glints in the sun and you can see it from a mile away in the woods. That's not a good shotgun. But pretty much any regular barreled shotgun is going to be fine for concealment. The question, though, what, what matters more to more turkey hunters is what about barrel length? This is a hot topic these days. So as someone who's done most of their turkey hunting uh, up until this season with a longer barrel shotgun, usually about 28 inches or so, I once believed that the longer shotgun barrel was ideal for turkey hunting because that longer barrel gave you a little bit more velocity, gave you a little bit more range, gave you a little bit more power. And so I was pretty much sold on that. But I have changed my tune there. Um, I really have been hampered lately with the long barrel shotgun, just hunting in certain situations where you just don't have a lot of movement. You know, if you're hunting the edge of a field, and you're leaned up against a big oak tree, and you've got nothing in front of you other than maybe some grass, it doesn't matter how long that shotgun is. But if you're hiding, hunting in tight woods, if you're hunting in a blind, man, it is tough to have a 28-inch barrel. I mean, the one hunting blind that I set up in last year, I was did some days hunting in a blind, and you know I picked up my shotgun, and to put it on target, it was touching the mesh on the blind. Right, I had to touch the edge of the blind in order to put this gun on target. And if I had to move, then it's just sliding along that mesh. I was like, oh, this is terrible. Having just two inches shorter would really make a difference here. Four inches would be better still. And so depending on how you're hunting, a shorter barrel could absolutely be ideal. You know, 24-inch barrel is a nice go-between, but a lot of people these days are sporting 18-inch barrels. Um, I'm not a big fan of them being that short, but you might be. It all depends on how you hunt. If you're hunting in really tight woods, then that 18-inch barrel might be perfect for you. It might be exactly what you want. And you're not going to have to worry too much about losing a couple feet per second because you're not going to be shooting that far because you're in tight woods to begin with. So if you're looking at buying a new shotgun, I would seriously consider one with a shorter barrel length. 24-inch barrel, 22-inch barrel, something in that zone. If you're hunting in really tight quarters or you're hunting in short range from a blind, 18-inch barrel might be good for you. I've not done all the math and the research on what the difference of velocity, range, 
energy, blah, 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 all is between 18 inches and 24 inches. That's some math I should crunch one of these days. Maybe that'll be a future episode. Um, I'll look into that, maybe even do some ballistics gel testing along those lines as well. Who knows? Anything could happen. So I'm considering that. I'm pondering that in the back of my mind somewhere. I wish I had some concrete data that I'd be willing to go to bat for. But I think, you know, losing a couple feet or yards of maximum range is a small price to pay for being able to put that barrel on top of more turkeys. Because if you can't swing, if you keep hitting trees, if you keep hitting branches, if you keep hitting the end of your blind, that's going to cost you opportunities. And really, we ought to be thinking less and less about maximum range. You know, the quality of ammunition and choke tubes available today just absolutely blows away everything that's been used for hunting turkeys from the dawn of time up until about 10 years ago. So, you know, Winchester Longbeard XR turkey hunting ammunition is, you know, is better than anything that existed on planet Earth pretty much prior to its release. And it just puts everything to shame. It works good in just about every choke tube, just about every everything, let alone the one that's actually made for it. And, you know, it's a good turkey choke tube. So you can get outstanding performance and range that no one else has ever had with just the most common, you know, high-grade lead turkey ammo on the market, let alone TSS. You know, if you're worried about losing a couple of yards by getting a shorter barrel, you could just upgrade your ammo to some 18 GCC TSS and then, yeah, add 30 yards of additional range onto that gun, even with the shorter barrel. And so those options are there, but I think movement and maneuverability are going to trump losing a couple feet per second or a couple yards most of the time. Again, there could be certain times, certain scenarios where hunting with a long gun is going to be best for you. But what you need to do is to strategically think about what's the best for you. What's the best scenario? What are the best gear choices? What is right for you to be using for your turkey hunting style? Are you sitting? Are you moving constantly? Are you using a hybrid style? And think about, okay, what kind of gun? What kind of shoes? What kind of clothing is going to fit this style? Don't go by catalogs. Don't go by what brands have to say. Go by how you are hunting and where you're hunting. Let the woods tell you the gear that you need, the pain points that you have, the problems that you want to solve, and then piece things together however you can do it. You know, I'm a big fan of building a set of gear as cheaply as humanly possible that will work so you can get out there and hunt. And then over time, as as energy and resources permit, you can slowly upgrade those pieces of gear, starting with whichever ones are the weakest of your setup and your arsenal, and begin replacing those with better pieces of gear. Don't think about, you know, where do I need to go to buy all my turkey gear? Think about what do I need to hunt the way I want to hunt, and then how can I cobble that together? Like I said, you know, I've gotten gear at Ollie's. Works great. Is it the highest quality turkey hunting gear that's going to be waterproof and Gore-Tex and insulated? No. No, it is not. But it does the job that I needed it to do. 
and I still use it even though today I have drastically better gear than I had when I bought that $20 jacket, I don't know, five years ago. I've got way better gear today than that. But there are still days and situations where that's the right piece of gear to wear. It's quiet, it's light, it has good camo pattern. It's not too baggy. I can throw that on if it's not too cold out or even with some other layers under it. And it is just the right piece of gear. And so, you know, the cheap gear is not always gear that, that you're going to need to replace necessarily. Um, and of course, there's going to be things, you, you know, you might have to start with $5 base layers that you get at Ollie's. Use those for a season or two before you can upgrade to something that's a little better or something that's a lot better. But having something, even though it's cheap, gets you in the woods, gets you started. If it's the right type of gear, it is going to help you do better than maybe a higher quality piece of gear that's the wrong type of gear. Right, Some heavy-duty deer bibs are not going to be the right kind of gear for running and gunning in the turkey woods. Even if those are $300 bibs. Like, wow, that's an amazing piece of gear. Yes, it is. And it works really good for its purpose, but its purpose is not your purpose in the turkey woods the way you're hunting according to your style. And so for that, a $20 pair of pants might work better than the $300 deer hunting bibs because the pants are in line with your style and they're better suited to what you need them to do. And, you know, maybe down the road sometime you can upgrade that $20 pair of pants to one that's better or higher end for its specific niche. But better to have something suited to your cause than to have something that's high grade suited to a different cause that doesn't work for what you want it to do. Trying to make a, a round peg fit into a square hole just is not a great way to do it. You're better off just getting some cheap stuff that, that fits your pursuit. And so, guys, I really would encourage you, head to iTunes, leave a five-star review with comments, the number one way to help the show reach more people. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube. There's a lot of videos we're putting out this turkey season, a lot of testing, a lot of different kind of ammunition, a lot of things you might want to be thinking about. You know, how to fit a shotgun to you to make sure that the shotgun that you're using is the right kind of shotgun. You know, I've actually done some recent stuff with heated gear, powered gear, using batteries to help you fight through cold days, which is an absolute thing that some turkey hunters, depending on how you're hunting, might want to think about. So there's a lot there for you on the YouTube channel. But guys, till next time, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you and go get them in the woods. <laughs>